Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now have a man who, by many measures at least, is the world's greatest capitalist at the moment. Um, Elon Musk, thank you very much for coming and talking to us. You could argue at the moment that us in the media, we have at least three Elon Musks to deal with. We have the proposed buyer of Twitter. We have the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, and much else. And we have Musk, the emerging political force. And that's before we discover or discuss all the different provocations and tweets and so on. But maybe we can run through those three. And let's begin with Twitter. And I suppose my question for you is, what is the status of the... $44 billion, deal, $44 billion deal to buy the company. If you look at the deal spreads at the moment, the investors seem to be betting that it won't happen, I suppose. And right here you have the Qataris who are amongst your backers. Um, what are you going to say to them and to us? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, um, uh, uh, Your Highness, Your Excellencies and Distinguished Guests, thank you very much for hosting me virtually. Um, it's an honor to be here, or be there virtually, um, and um, I actually wish I could be there in person. So, with respect to the, the Twitter transaction, there's a limit to what I can say publicly, given that it is um, somewhat of a sensitive matter. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, I will have to be measured in my responses here, um, such as not to generate uh, incremental lawsuits. Um, <laughs> That seems to be a risk you sometimes manage to overcome. <laughs> yes, a, a deposition minimization is, uh, I think, important. Have Twitter given you enough information? Well, there, there are still um, a few unresolved matters. Uh, you've, you've probably read about the, the question as to whether the number of um, fake and spam users on the system is less than 5% as Twitter claims. Um, which I think is probably not most people's experience uh, on when using Twitter. Um, so we're still awaiting resolution on that matter, um, and that, that is uh, a very significant matter. Um, so uh, we're, we're awaiting resolution on that. Um, and then, of course, uh, there is the question of uh, will the, uh, the debt portion of the uh, round uh, come together? And then will the shareholders vote in favor? So I think those are the three things that um, uh, stand in the, uh, you know, that need to be resolved before uh, the transaction can complete. What about the general state of the economy? Does that weigh on you when you think about this? I mean, you just described it. You have a super bad feeling about the economy. Are you still in that position? I just said to you earlier, Joe Biden has just come out and said that a recession in America is not inevitable. How do you feel about the economy? Well, I think a recession is inevitable at some point. Um, as to whether there is a recession in the near term, um, I think that is more likely than not. Uh, it certainly isn't. A, it's not a certainty, but um, it appears more likely than not. Um, and what do you think? 
I'm, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's more likely. Can I ask you one yeah. particular thing to do with the Twitter bid, which is, you know, you are one of the biggest and fastest growing um, investors in China. Tesla, you've talked about it being a third of your sales going forward. You're now buying Twitter, the kind of public forum for free speech. The Chinese historically don't tend to be very enthusiastic about free speech. Are you worried about whether you can keep those two particular horses running? Is, is buying Twitter going to get you in trouble with the Chinese? Well, uh, Twitter does not uh, operate in China. Yes. So, um, and I think uh, China does not uh, attempt to interfere with the uh, free speech of the, of the press in the U.S. Uh, as, as far as I know, because I, I, I assume you're not under pressure to at Bloomberg to uh, from China. So I think there's. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be an issue. And in terms generally of that issue of freedom of speech and Twitter, you've talked about Twitter being making it even freer and letting more people onto it. Um, is there a limit yeah. at all to, to who you think should be allowed onto Twitter? Well, I, I, my aspiration for Twitter or in general for the digital town square would be that it is as inclusive uh, in, in the broader sense of the word as possible, um, that it is, it is an appealing uh, system to use. Um, so, I mean, ideally I'd like to get like 80% of uh, that's in North America and perhaps, I don't know, half the world or something ultimately on, on Twitter in, in one form or another. And that, needs, that means it must be something that is appealing to people. It, it obviously cannot be a place where they feel uncomfortable or harassed um, or they'll simply not use it. So, it, um, and I, I think there's, there's this big difference between freedom of speech and freedom of reach. Um, in that one can obviously, let's say, in the United States, go in the middle of Times Square and pretty much yell anything you, you want. And you, you know, you'll, you'll annoy them. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And... If you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required 
free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. The people around you, but but you're, you're, you're kind of allowed to just sort of yell whatever you want in, in, in you know, a crowded public place. More or less. <laughs> uh, apart from this is this is a robbery. Probably that would get you in trouble. Um, so, uh, but but then that that whatever you say, however controversial, does not need to then be broadcast to the whole country. So, I think generally the approach of Twitter should be to uh, let people say what they want to do within the bounds of the law, um, but then um, limit the you know who sees that. Uh, based on uh, the, uh, any given Twitter user's preferences. So if, if your preferences are to see anything uh, or read anything, then, well, you'll get that. And if, But if your preferences are, well, you, you prefer not to see, uh, you know, comments that you find offensive in one form or another, then you, you, you can have that as a setting and not see it. And... Uh, but I think one way or another, it, one needs to take the steps that, uh, and it, that, that entice most people to, to want to be on Twitter and enjoy it and find it uh, informative and entertaining and funny, you know, and just something, and, and useful, uh, as useful as possible. It sounds like you want to be involved. Is your plan to be CEO of Twitter? And if you do that, would you still keep being... CEO of Tesla and SpaceX? Um, well, I, I would drive the product, um, which is what I do at SpaceX and, and Tesla. Um, so I drive the product and technology. Uh, whether, I'm that, that, whether I'm called the CEO or something else is much less important than my ability to drive the product in the right direction. Can I jump towards Tesla then? You know, most people, it's very obvious you have changed the car industry in a, in a dramatic way. I'm quite intrigued by one thing, which is your competitors. Where do you see competition coming from? Do you see it coming from the old car makers coming back at you? I just saw a forecast that maybe in a couple of years' time, Volkswagen would be bigger than you in electric cars. Or do you see it coming from new places? Do you believe that or not? I believe that forecast was, was from you. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> and do you agree so, with that? Uh, I would not agree with that forecast, no. <laughs> and do you, but so, do you see people like Volkswagen and, and General Motors <laughs> and people like that as, as the opponents, or do you see people like China, the new Chinese companies? Where do you see the most vibrant competition in electric cars? I have to say that I, I am very impressed with the... The, the companies and the car companies in China and just in general uh, with companies in China, I think they're um, extremely competitive, um, hardworking and smart. And and I think there's going to be 
just a massive wave of Chinese products going out into the world. Um, there already are, but um, you know, for, for example, I think almost all the iPhones are made in China um, uh, by you know, contract manufacturers for Apple. Um, but I think we'll see just a, a large wave of, of products being exported from China in many industries. Um, you know, in, in, electric, in, in electric cars, do they have an advantage yes. at all? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do think, well, I should say from a Tesla perspective, we don't really think about other competitors. Um, our constraints are much more in raw materials and, and uh, being able to scale up production. Um, so our, our constraints are not um, imposed upon us by competitors, but rather... Uh, the just imposed upon us by the realities of, of the supply chain um, and building up uh, manufacturing capacity. So, um, I mean, as anyone knows who has tried to order, to order a Tesla, the demand for our cars is extremely high and the wait list is long. So our, and, and, and this is not intentional, it, we are increasing production capacity as fast as humanly possible. So, uh, that, that, so, like I said, we really don't think about comp competition at all. We just think about how how do we address the uh, limiting factors in the supply chain um, and in our own industrial capacity. Basically, we need to build the factories faster, um, and then we need to look ahead to whatever the choke points are in the whole uh, lithium mine battery supply chain, from mining and refining to uh, cathode and anode production and cell formation. So. Can you, can, you, can you set the record straight on one thing, which is this issue about the layoffs? I think you said initially that Tesla, 10% of the workforce would be cut, then 10% of salaried would be cut, then salaried would stay flat and overall headcount would go up. What, what, what is the number? I know there's already, I think, been a, a lawsuit about the 10%. Is, is 10% the goal to reduce the workforce? Or what is the number that we should think about or that you're planning Yes. Uh, so Tesla is reducing the salaried workforce by roughly 10% um, over the next probably three months or so. Um, the, uh, we expect to grow our, our um, hourly workforce. Uh, it's quite clear that we expect to grow our, our, our hourly workforce. Um, but we, uh, we grew very fast with, on, the, on the salaried side. Um, and we grew a little too fast in some areas, and so it requires a reduction in the salaried workforce. And we're about two-thirds uh, hourly and one-third salary. So I guess technically a 10% reduction in the salaried workforce is only roughly a 3 3.5% reduction in total headcount. Um, okay, so now, I, think, I, think uh, that num I think that number is important legally, isn't it? Because I think people are trying to say... If, you, if you're going to lay off 10% of your workforce, you have, even in America, to make an announcement about that. We did make an announcement. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Um, let, let's not read too much into a, a preemptive law lawsuit that has no standing. Um, that, 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 that is a, a small lawsuit of minor consequence. That just anything that related to Tesla gets big headlines, but it is whether it, it is... Um, you know, a, a bicycle accident or something much more serious. Uh, it's still, it, it, it seems like 
anything related to Tesla gets a lot of clicks, whether for, whether it is trivial or significant. Uh, I would put that uh, lawsuit referring to in the trivial category. Um, so uh, a year from now, I think our headcount will be higher in both uh, salaried and obviously in hourly. Um, but in the short term of the next few months, uh, we expect to see, like I said, roughly a 10% reduction in uh, salary work, salaried workforce, which is actually just really only a three, three and a half percent reduction in total headcount and uh, not uh, super material. Should we jump to that, that, that third Elon Musk, the, um, the uncontroversial one in politics? Uh, you, you've indicated that the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is someone you could get behind if he ran for president. I wondered if you're still in that position and whether you would, for instance, think about supporting Donald Trump if he were to run. Well, I was simply asked um, if there was, um, if, if I had decided on, on who I would be supporting in the next presidential race. And I said uh, I had not decided uh, who I would support. Then I was asked, well, who might you be leaning towards? I said possibly DeSantis. And now, and now I'm asking you about Trump, whether you would consider him? Um, I think uh, I'm undecided at this point on that election. I wondered, you, you talked about putting money behind a super moderate super PAC in the US. Yes. And I wondered, how much money do you think you're going to put into that? What kind of support would you push? I have not decided on an amount, but it would be some, some non-trivial figure, I think. Um, I mean, at least sort of on the order of... Non-trivial could mean a lot. Sorry? Non-trivial could mean a lot of money with you, I, I was guessing. Well, uh, I don't know. I have not decided on the exact amount, but um, perhaps it would be 20 or $25 million. Just on that issue, I mean, again, you look at DeSantis, what DeSantis says, um, you look at what Trump says, um, and, and those sort of politicians, they, again, are people who make a large noise about China. And I wondered whether you thought that was also an issue for you in terms of business in China. Um, well, no, I don't, I don't think so. You're a brave man. Is, can, I, can I ask you, you over the weekend, you, you tweeted your support of one cryptocurrency. You've seen the kind of carnage that has been happening in cryptocurrencies at the moment. Um, what is happening? And do you still think people should, should invest, or is it a more selective approach? Well, I, I have never said that people should invest in crypto. Um, in the case of uh, Tesla, SpaceX, myself, um, uh, you know, we were, uh, the SpaceX and Tesla and myself all did buy some Bitcoin, um, but it, it's a small percentage of our total uh, cash and near cash uh, assets. Uh, so, uh, you know, not not all that significant. Um, I also uh, bought some Dogecoin, and Tesla accepts Dogecoin for some um, merchandise, and SpaceX will do the same, and um, and I intend to personally support a Dogecoin because I just know a lot of people who are not that wealthy who, you know, have encouraged me to buy and support Dogecoin, so I'm 
responding to th those people as just people that I went and walked around the factory at SpaceX or Tesla. They've asked me su to support Dogecoin, so I'm doing so. Because Dogecoin, I think, has come down a lot. It's down about 80%, 90%, or it's down a lot, and that's the reason why you, you came out and said that you still thought there was value there. I said I support Dogecoin, and I'm doing that. Can I ask you one last question? Is I noticed that you, you're going to um, unleash a humanoid robot to be unveiled on September the 30th. Um, I wonder if there's anything more you could tell us about that. Well, I hope that we will have uh, an interesting prototype to show people. Um, the, we have a very talented team at Tesla that I'm working with closely to uh, have uh, a prototype humanoid robot ready by the end of September. And I think we're, we are tracking to that point. So that, and there'll be a few other exciting things that we talk about at the Tesla AI Day. Um, but I, I really want to, you know, we have these sort of AI day um, events to just emphasize that Tesla is a lot more than a car company and that we are, in my view, the, the leading real world AI company that exists. Were you, were you, did you see at all the, the drama about the, um, the, 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 at Google where tweet where people at least one engineer thought that what was happening in terms of their AI machinery was closer to human thought than had been seen before and quite worrying had a personality. Is that something that you think about at all and or you worry about? Um, I think I think we should be concerned about uh, AI and and I said for a long time that I think there, should, there ought to be an, an AI regulatory agency that oversees um, artificial intelligence. Uh, for the public good, um, and I think uh, j just as there's anything that, for anything that where there is a risk to the public, whether that's a the Food and Drug Administration or Federal Aviation Administration, Federal Communications Commission, uh, where, where there is a public uh, risk or, or public good at stake, uh, there, there, there it's good to have sort of a, a government referee um, and a regulatory body, and I think we should have that for AI, and we don't currently. And um, that would be our, my recommendation. Elon Musk, you've been incredibly kind with your time.